everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. And I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association, the largest statewide business association in the country. We release a new episode every other Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, so check them out if you need some updated coverage. Awesome. Just a few housekeeping matters before we get started. This podcast is available anywhere you can get a podcast. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's Alexa. We can probably come out of your refrigerator if you've got like a cool enough one. So if you want to keep up on the show, we'll find out whenever we're new. NJBIA.org slash subscribe is where you can go to do that. So with all that out of the way, our guest today is Elisa McCabe from First Steps Financial. So Elisa, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to be here with both of you. We're so happy to have you here. Absolutely. So today's icebreaker is, what are you currently binging? I'm actually, I just binged The Good Place. <gasps> I love that show. That's oh our favorite God. show. Oh, I'm so in love with Chidi. I, yes. Wait, when you say you binged it, are you all done with the whole series? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. No, I... And it was such a good, it was such a good show. Like I could watch it with my kids too, yeah. at least most of it. And now they all curse by saying fork. Yeah, I know. And shirt. <laughs> this is and bullshit. Shirt. For those that don't know, The Good Place is a show about a group of people who die and go to the, the good place. You know, some might call it heaven. <laughs> the good place. You know, it's non-denominational, whatever you want to call that. Um, so they kind of have to live together like that. And in using that as the description, I'm not giving away the gigantic twist that comes at the end of the first season. That's, that's the hard part about talking about the show. You just got to trust me when I say it's one of the best shows that's been on the air in the last oh. like, 20 years. Oh. Hilarious. But on. It's so good. I didn't, I didn't start watching it until somebody mentioned it to me over the summer and I started watching it and then it just, Oh, I couldn't, I just binge watched season four. It was so yeah. good. It is one of my all-time favorite shows, especially like to bring on an airplane with me. So I'll download all of mm-hmm. all of season one or all season, and I'll just go through them at the airport, on the airplane. Like they're they're just so easy and funny. Oh, and feel good. Because I don't yes. want, I'm not, I can't watch things that are stressful. Right. Like, you know, there's so many out there that would be good. Like my kids want me to watch the Black Mirror and all these other oh. things. Black Mirror is very good. Let's not, you know, put that down. I'm sure it is, but there's a bit of stress involved and it's like, nah, Yes, I need happy things or things that are like, you know, just interesting and intriguing. Like the Mandalorian is coming out on Disney. That's coming out um, Friday. Yeah. Season two is coming out Friday. Yeah. The 30th. I don't know what day the 30th is, but that's Friday. What do you think we're doing all weekend besides trick or treating? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to be sneaking it in whenever I can, you know? Awesome. I know. I mean, who, who doesn't want a baby Yoda? 100%. 100%. It's adorable. It's got to be it's way better than a real baby, baby, right? Oh my God. <laughs> Probably. I mean, if you could, if you could have something that could like heal you and take care of you and yeah, no. And it's that cute. Other side of that though, you have people that are hunting you and trying to kill you because you have this little thing. That's right. You don't get that with a regular baby, you know. That's a pro in the column of regular baby. That's yeah, true. That's in, the con, in the con column of regular baby, the person hunting you is the baby. And they're just constantly yelling at you, demanding, you know, food, shelter, comfort, love. So either way, you're saying we're hunted. 
Right. <laughs> Doesn't matter. We are the prey. Hashtag <laughs> life. Whether <laughs> you have a baby Yoda or real child, we are the prey. Yeah. You know what? I'm glad that we talked about this because that has solved the problem for so many people. It offers such clarity, doesn't it? It does. It really does. I, you know what? They should just send us all the problems. We just talk that so easily. Vin, what are you binging? Um, I just finished The Boys season two. Uh, it was really hard for me to get. Okay, so I wasn't a huge fan of The Boys season one. I liked it just enough to watch it. Um, and then it was kind of that way for the first couple episodes of the second season. Um, it, the Boys is a 60 minute show, like a hard 60 minutes, not like 60 not with commercials. Yeah, yeah. So it's always been kind of slow for me. I've always felt like they could get it down to that 40. But somewhere around the third episode of season two, they got to the point and it, it streamlined for the rest of the year, got really tense, really awesome. And I've enjoyed it ever since. So I binged right through it. Nice. Oh. That is awesome. It's a show about uh, superheroes, but they're they're all evil and the general populace doesn't know. They're not all yeah. evil, but they're I mean, very, most of very them are evil. human. So there are some like straight up narcissistic psychopaths and there are some who are like just trying to get through the day dealing with the powers that they have. And some of them are um, they they make inappropriate comments to women and then they don't understand why they're unpopular in the workplace. You know, there are just all of these very human elements. So you mean it's like normal everyday people? Correct. <laughs> With superpowers, right. And what's it called? The boy? The boys. The boys. All right. It sounds actually really cool. It, it is. is. It's an Amazon Prime original. So if you have Amazon Prime, you mm -hmm. can check that out on Prime Video. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think everybody has every type of streaming service available. Yeah. Especially mm -hmm. during COVID. And yeah. it looks like things are, you know, everybody's going to hunker down again. So... Yeah, for what it's worth, if you want to watch The Good Place, I think that's on Netflix. Yeah, that's on Netflix. Yeah. Oh, good. Kate, what are you watching? So I am going through, a, I'm bouncing around a little bit. I was doing uh, The Boys um, and I loved it. But so do you guys remember that show Torchwood? Are either of you Doctor Who people? Okay. So I watched a season of Doctor Who and that was it. Well, you're just a quitter. Is the or I, I won't say a season. I watched the, the one doctor um one? i want to say it was matt smith yeah that was a great yeah. arc yeah so yeah. i watched his whole thing and then when he was done i was like well I, that seems like a good getting off point <laughs> that's just quitting <laughs> well netflix took it off that was the thing like right. i got through it and then they they took doctor who away and i was like well i'm not gonna go out of my way to try right. to find this you know and it's all so confusing you know <laughs> So both Doctor Who and Torchwood used to be on Amazon Prime, and I used to watch them both back in the day. And then season two of Torchwood ended in a way that made me really mad. And so I did like the the metaphorical flipping over the table and storming out of the room and, you know, <laughs> pouting for a really long time. And then I was, um, and then the, the most recent Doctor Who was a woman. And so I've been thinking about that and how, you know, that caused some controversy, as you might imagine. People on the internet were not thrilled yeah. for there to be a woman as the doctor it's what so they anyway do. i on a whim did a search and i discovered that both of them are now available on hbo and um my parents have hbo and so that means i have hbo <laughs> i love how that works right? yeah. <laughs> it's great yeah it's great um so i went back and i finished torchwood and now i'm watching the last two seasons of doctor who with the woman 
and just it's it's really great fun silly tv and um on the weekends i will also sometimes binge with a friend uh rupaul's drag race again because we talked about that a while ago it is so fun the the artistry in what these men do to turn themselves into beautiful women Mm -hmm. is just it's just amazing. They're artists, I think. So anyway, I've been binging a lot of silliness, a lot of fun, crazy silliness. Well, I think that's probably a good idea. In this current environment, we all need like good, positive things. Yes, I, I agree. It's right up there with the good place. <laughs> Speaking of good, after. positive things, Elisa, tell me about First Steps Financial. So we- Right? All- <laughs> Yes. So good and positive. We are a team of outsourced accountants. So what we do is we take care of the business side of small businesses. We provide support for QuickBooks Online. We streamline processes. We organize your financials and we provide analysis on um, those financials so that you can make decisions for your business. Um, It's been particularly busy during this pandemic because a lot of businesses have had to decide to make changes really quickly. You know, and, and, and how do you do that? And how do you find out, okay, what can I do to stay afloat during this time? If, if, you know, if one part of my business has been cut off and we've spent a lot of time brainstorming with our, our clients and really focusing on what is most profitable in their business and going hard in that direction so that they can stay afloat. Other businesses have blossomed during this time and really have done extremely well. Um, You know, just being in the right time at the right place has really made a difference. IT companies have been doing really, really well because they're setting everybody up at home. They're, you know, you got to provide a secure network and we have a lot of IT companies and being able to help them, you know, organize their financials and, and be able to look at their reporting and understand what it is and be able to explain it to them. Because I'm sure if I started talking about accounting terms to you guys, your eyes would glaze over and you might fall off your chairs. But if I talk to you about what difference it makes in your business and how it directly affects you and how it directly affects your clients, that's a different story. And that's much easier to understand. And it's actually something you can start to get excited about. And Mm -hmm. so that's what we try to do for our clients. That was a very long way to tell you what we do. No, I love it. <laughs> That's that actually a really... lot more succinct than you would think. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I mean, everybody on my team is a QuickBooks Pro advisor. Um, almost everybody on the team is advanced certified. I have a couple of CPAs on the team. Everybody has a deep accounting background. Um, and the thing that I love about what we do is like we actively listen to our clients about what their dreams are and what their goals are. And then we partner with them to like how to make this happen. And so we, you know, someone might decide, I want to sell my business. Like I know five years down the line, that's what I want to do. I want to sell my business. So we put everything in place because we know that if your company is turnkey, you get a higher price for it. So if all the processes are documented, like how you invoice your clients, how you pay your vendors, how you do everything is all set up in a system, you can get more money for your company. Hmm. You know? So 
Is I wouldn't any... have guessed that. So I guess like um, nobody wants to walk into a, a mess show. We'll call it. Sorry, I was going to use another word. But yeah, so <laughs> the more organized you are, I guess that would be more valuable. Yeah, that's so interesting. And don't you have a um, a cash flow system in place? Like, is isn't that like a little secret weapon that you have? And we too. So that's something. So, okay. We are a team of accounting nerds. We totally are. We, and this is like, you, you, you totally found us out. We love to solve problems and we are experts in all these different platforms and we're certified in different business platforms. And so we use, we get our nerd on. And one of the things that we have is we use a cash flow tool and it can help people. It can help these companies predict. So what happens if I have no cash coming in for three months, which who knew how important that would be? And then what happens if you're at 50%? What happens if you're at 100%? And we've had some clients, okay, what happens if you're at 150%? So what happens then? You know, what happens when your sales and, and your cash is, you know, how many days till I run out of cash? And then, okay, if I have extra cash, what can I do with it then? Do I hire somebody else? Do I invest in, you know, another software, another line of product or what, you know, what do I do? Um, I do have to say, and I do have to say a caveat, the, there are some businesses we don't work with and it's because we've chosen to narrow our focus. Um, we don't work with manufacturing and we don't work with restaurants, but we work with all service-based industries, um, some e-commerce, you know, places that have light uh, inventory um, or if they already have an inventory system in place, we'll work with it as long as it's. Um, already have a process in place, but yeah, no, we we love bringing things like cash flow to our clients because, I mean, even personally, like think about it. If you knew, like, okay, this is my salary for the year. This is how much money I'm going to have to the end of the year, and you're going to be like, wow, I'm going to have extra money at the end of the year. What am I going to do with it? So it's a nice thing to do for even because. Because you can plan, you can plan, and, and this gets into budgeting too. And that's like a huge thing that we do is we, we create budgets because budgets are, you know, talking about how much income is going to come in and how much money is going to go out. And you're like planning for the future. So, okay, so three months down the line, I think I want to expand. And it, personally, you could think of it as I want to put an addition on my house. How much is that going to cost? How much money am I going to need for that? How much more? And there's so many things to think about. I'm going to have increased taxes because of it. I'm going to have increased heating and air conditioning because of it. Like there's, there's additional things beyond just the cost of it. And we do that for businesses. Like we'll create a budget. So how much is it going to cost to, to expand or even to do a marketing campaign? Let's put a budget on the marketing campaign and then track it. How much money does that bring in for you? So there's that other side of, you know, the budgeting, which I, I'm all about the bu budgeting. Um, we have someone else in our team who does the cash flow, And we, like I said, I'm sorry, we're such nerds about it. We go, we go deep on it. <laughs> I was just going to ask you a follow-up question. All right. So you say uh, with the marketing budget, how are you able to predict how much a marketing budget is able to bring in? Oh. That's something that I'm, I'm not my field. So, I, you know. so, so, so look, so um, a lot of times the way that a marketing campaign is set up is they say, okay, in June, we're going to start um, targeting this type of person. We're going to push out to LinkedIn. We're going to push out to all these different things. So then as 
the recipient, as someone who is, you know, a business owner and you've hired someone to do this marketing campaign, you say, when can I get results by? What kind of results am I going to get? You should see, you know, they should be able to tell you something. You should have more track of traffic on your website. You should get some of these things. So ultimately we all do this marketing campaign for more sales. Mm -hmm. So then you can track how many sales came in. You can also track like how many new inquiries you had and then how many inquiries you had that led to sales. But for our purposes, because we do the accounting side of it, we're tracking the sales. So the, the marketing plan started in June. You're going to see some, the marketing people tell you, you should start seeing traction by August. If it, if you know, you're investing a lot of money usually in marketing, because it can be anywhere between four and 10% of your sales. So it can be a significant spend. And so by August, you should see some sales. So we start looking at sales and we look at compared to last year when there was no marketing or last quarter and we see what, what was the change? Is there an uptick? If there isn't, then we go back to the owner and say, look, I know you're doing a marketing campaign. We're not seeing results here. You may wanna go back to the marketing team and say, it's not, something's not happening and they may tweak their marketing. So it's, a, it's almost like an instant tool to keep developing your company to, to manage it, to increase sales and, and just make things better inside of your company. That is so cool. I, I'm so curious what your sweet spot is because I imagine that once an organization gets to be big enough, they have in-house accounting and usually in-house tends to be really territorial about their stuff. And so I'm curious, you know, not to put too fine point on it, but you know, what is your sweet spot in terms of, of clients and who, who, who can work with you? So you're going to laugh. There isn't, there isn't really a sweet spot because we have clients that are like, you know, 300,000 a year in terms of um, revenue. And we have clients that are at 9 million. Wow. And so it's like, it all depends on the, it's mostly like service-based businesses is where we really, really, you can always have outsourced accounting. Um, we do work with a lot of companies that have someone on staff that's a bookkeeper. And so we oversee the bookkeeper. We do the controller and the CFO work. So what happens is we support them. And because we're experts in what that person is doing, we can actually help them get better at what they do. And so it's a win-win. And we always come in as, look, we're partners. We are working with you. We're not trying to take over your job. We don't want your job. No way, no how. We love what we do. We don't want to do what you do. And so, you know, because, you know, it, it really is, it has to be this really positive relationship. So we can support it, you know, a bookkeeper that's on site. And then they help us provide controller support and CFO and controller support, just in case, you know, everybody's going like, what the heck's a controller? The controller does information. It's mostly reporting things that happened in the past. So we might say like, okay, you know, here's the trend in sales. I paid all the bills. Here's the revenue for the last quarter. Here's all the things that happened. Whereas a CFO does a lot more of the forecasting and analysis based on what's happened in the past. This is what we project to happen in the future. So there's, there's some, you know, jobs that happen, whereas the bookkeeper is the one who is doing the mechanics of the work, making sure all the numbers get put in really well, that the work is done cleanly so that everybody up 
has good numbers to start with. So the bookkeeper is really important. That's so interesting. I never knew that that was the distinction between controller and CFO before. That's, well, that's how we, that's how we describe it. I mean, other people might have different things, but that's how we see it in a business. I like it. Um, All right. I think we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to play a game. Oh. And we're back. And it is now time to play my favorite game called Awful or Awesome. I'm going to name three things and we each have to decide quickly if they're awful or awesome and be prepared to defend your answers. Are we ready? Okay. Always ready. All right. First up is Broccoli Rob. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never heard of Broccoli Rob before. Ah! What? <laughs> is that just broccoli? I like broccoli. No, it's not. No. It's is not. broccoli in it? It's, I don't know why it's even called Broccoli Rob. It's a version. I, it's a version. Yeah, maybe. So I think it's, I, I hate to say it because I'm a huge foodie, but I think it's awful. It is awful. <laughs> it's totally awful. So what is, t tell me about this broccoli, Rob. So it's me. like broccoli, but it's got a longer stem and it's got like thinner tree-like things at the end. Mm -hmm. um, and it's very bitter. Like it's you can, you can cook it any way you can possibly think of and it will not get rid of the bitter taste. It's bitter. It's ugly. It's awful. And some people love it. And I, I have tried it so many times. People are like, oh, you just haven't had it made right. And I'm like, okay, make it for me. And I'm still like, <laughs> like, like the cat with the. <laughs> right. Sounds like the bananas of the vegetable world. You know, like you can make a smoothie and you can put 200 <laughs> ingredients in it. If there's this much banana, that's all you're going to taste. <laughs> it's uh, do you true. not like bananas? No, bananas are fine, okay. but just try putting it into a smoothie and it just dominates everything. It dominates the flavor. Yeah. yeah, I guess you're right. I never really thought about it like that. Mm. Okay. All right. So based on our description, Vinny, do you want to come down on, on us aside, awful or awesome? Sure. We'll say awful, but Obviously. it's it's just going off. You know, I'm, I'm putting a lot of trust in the two of you here. Okay. Yeah. We're We're trustworthy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right. Next up, martinis. You know, I'm going to say awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go with awesome. I, you know, I, I'm one of those people that almost exclusively drinks girly drinks. Like I, what I do don't drink? do, I, I don't know. I don't drink often enough to have like a drink, but if I'm with somebody and they order something and it looks cool, then I, I go with that. But yeah, I martinis would, are fun. I once saw you drink like a Bahama Bay Breeze or something like that. Yeah, I like those. Those yeah. are <laughs> coconutty and fruity. Yeah. Anything like that. You know, I'm, yeah, I'm down. They're delicious. Yeah. But yeah, martinis, you can't beat them. Do you have a favorite yeah. kind of martini, Elisa? Love them. Like a nice dirty martini. Yeah, dirty Tito's with extra olives. Sign me up. Except, you know, I'm going to wake up in the middle of the night, like <sighs> needing water, like just drinking the whole bottle of water, right? Yeah, Ugh, now, I know. So you know, what? I actually, my I think my favorite, one of my favorite drinks in general is like a Bloody Mary. Mm -hmm. It has that olive and the vodka and the tomato and you know put a piece of bacon in it and it's like lunch <laughs> it's like i didn't know that that's what was in a bloody mary that sounds disgusting no it's An not olive bacon a tomato if you use like a v8 then it's like a meal replacement it's fine <laughs> it is it's a meal replacement i think i think you have your question for your next time when you interview somebody bloody mary Awesome or awful? I think you have that. That's your next. <laughs> I'd like to know what the FDA has to say about that. <laughs> I'm sure All it's right. in food groups. I'm positive it's in there. 100%. It's so delicious too. Again, I'll take your word for it. 
you will not be sorry. Mm. Okay, last one. This is the most controversial of everything that we're going to talk about today. The Patriots, as in the New England Patriots. Now, personally, I don't know football from, you know, street ball. I don't even know. I can't. I don't think street ball is a thing. I'm pretty sure it's a thing. That's a, that's a, as a sport, like people call it street ball. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now he's doubting you. He was trusting you a minute ago. I know. Hey, Money I'll ball. trust the both of you. That doesn't mean I'm not going to ask questions, you know? Got a follow up. Okay. Yeah. Follow up question. I get it. All right. So I don't really know the Patriots, but I know that Elisa, you grew up in uh, Massachusetts, right? So you have uh, some feelings about the Patriots. I do have some very deep feelings for them. <laughs> I was in Massachusetts when the Patriots were horrible, when they played the Bears in the Super Bowl and lost pitifully. I've been a fan since then. So I feel vindicated in the last 10 years having yeah. Tom Brady there. Actually, it's, he was there 20 years, but, you know, and winning. And it's just been, it's been really fantastic for me, except for the rest of the country really doesn't like the Patriots, but I don't care. Why do you think it is that they don't like the Patriots? Jealous. They're all <laughs> jealous. They're all jealous of the Boston accent because people can say wicked pissa and it still sounds okay. And we got Tom Brady and man, the guy's 40 something years old. He's as slim as a 20 year old. He has a model for a wife. What's not to be jealous? Come on. Oh he's yeah. He's not there sure. though anymore, right? Isn't he no, somewhere on. else now? He's in yeah, Tampa I think they traded him. He's in Tampa Bay. And I have to yeah. tell you a lot of, of New Englanders are now Tampa Bay fans. Really? Yeah, because they follow the man. And Gronk went too. Gronk was like his buddy at, in the Patriots. And he Gronk went to, to uh, I know, I sound like I know a lot about football. I haven't really watched much. Lately. There's a person whose name is Gronk? Gronkowski. That's his oh, last name. Gronkowski. And they call him Gronk. And, and he is As exactly, you do. he is exactly what Gronk sounds like. Like, right. I'm making a visual. I, I'm with that, you. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that there was a thing about there was a scandal with a ball or something. What do you deflate really, gate? Deflate gate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you have a comment about that? Like if I, I were a reporter, would you I, I prefer to take the fifth. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tampa's problem now. <laughs> I can't speak publicly on it. Everyone in New England, we have to be quiet about because we all know the real truth and we just. We're sworn to secrecy. Okay. 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 Then awful or awesome. So this is this is a day of me kind of being out of touch with all of the awful or awesomes. I don't really watch football, but I, I'm going to go with awful specifically because everyone in my wife's family is a huge Patriots fan. Not her specifically, thankfully, but everyone else. So whenever we're at family functions, whenever we're just at the house, and you know it, it has to be on. Heaven forbid we miss a game. You know, and it, it's just like none of you are from Massachusetts. None of you are even from the New England area. Oh, I Why? Love you more. Oh, I... to the the fans following him to Tampa Bay. It's oh. just front running stuff. You know, you're you're just following the winds. You know, oh, and that's God. not how it should be. You need I... to like stick with a team in hard and and good times. That's true. That's true, and that is true. That's how I feel about the Patriots. But now I love your wife's family, so <laughs> best friends. So they would love the Patriots and not the Eagles. Like everybody in South Jersey loves the Eagles. And I guess you're not South Jersey, but. No, they're more North Jersey than anything. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but see, my husband is a Giants fan and he's he's from New Jersey. And so 
it's been some tough years when the Patriots and the Giants have gone to the Super Bowl head to head. It's been interesting years in this household. (laughs) I can't even imagine. It's been, and the family's evenly divided. So I, I have six kids and yeah, I know. Um, And I know how it works and um, we're evenly divided. Three are Patriots fans and three are Giants fans. And nobody, nobody went someplace else. Nobody went to like, you're not really supposed to, you're not supposed to just like up and decide, you know what? I'm going to be a Rams fan today. (laughs) I agree. Doesn't make sense. Communicated from the family. Yeah. But like, Wayne in our office told me once that he's a Tennessee Titans fan. And I was like, how? Yeah. What the I don't understand that. But I guess to each his own. Is Wayne from Tennessee? Because he takes no. me as the kind of, you know, like he's got that kind of. <laughs> no. Is he wearing a 10 gallon hat or he's like. Yeah, I was going to say, like, a 10 gallon hat just looks right at home on his head. You don't. For those of you out there, I guess you don't know. I mean, you might know Wayne, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, the very thick Jersey accent is a dead giveaway. I guess, but his his thick Jersey accent always sounded kind of Southern to me. I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't, I can't, I don't understand what you're talking We've about. We've had Wayne on this show. You should yeah. go back and watch. It was one of the, it was the Festivus episode, right? So That's the, right. one of the, <laughs> our first year, go back to the Thanksgiving ones. We'll have him back on. You know, <laughs> I'm making that decision now. <laughs> you're going to find a clip. I get it. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to go ahead and say awful because sports in general are just ridiculous. I don't understand it. And I cannot to this day learn football. I can't tell you how many times somebody's tried to explain the yards and the downs and the, I can't do it. It doesn't make any sense. Give me a sport where the the number three is important, like baseball or kickball or I, I don't know, just three strikes you're out, three runs. And it's a, it's an, it's a, what do you call it? I can't do it. <laughs> You're bad at that. I actually remember explaining the down system to you and yeah. you got it at the time. I guess yeah. it, you know, it doesn't stay. It's it, sort of I like guess. a foreign language. Either you use it all the time or it's out, you know? Right. I remember that conversation and I did understand it in that moment. And then time passed and it's gone. I think Kate, the problem is you need to join a football league and you need to play. And then you'll learn how. I would pay so much money to watch that. You know, you'd have these big, huge people, and then there'd be Kate. (laughs) I'd just be in the stands, like, watch out! (laughs) That would be terrible. Oh my god! (laughs) All right, I think that's the name. Alisa, tell me about something that would shock us Uh, from your job. Sorry. Yeah, and I want to tell you something that would shock you. Uh, no. <laughs> so something about, um, so I think something that clients say to us that you might find shocking is that most um, business owners come to us and they're embarrassed about the state of their financials. I mean, like mortified. They, they're always like, I'm so embarrassed to show this to you. This is going to be the worst thing you've ever seen. You've never seen financials this bad. They're a disaster. And we always laugh because it's not. The organization of the the information or the actual money like, coming into the government? You get a shoebox of receipts like in the movies? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it is. It's more the organization of it. It's not the numbers behind it. It's more that for some reason, business owners, because they're intelligent and brilliant at whatever they do, you know, selling widgets, they think for some reason they should be smart at accounting and at organizing their financials. And typically 
It's the part of a business that most business owners really dislike. They don't, they, they love doing the work and they love talking with their clients and developing those relationships, but they don't typically like to invoice their clients for the work that they did. And even worse, go in and do all the detail work of, you know, reconciling their books and then manipulating the numbers to do some analysis. It's not something that they're comfortable with because it's not something that we do in everyday life. You know, most people don't, um, I mean, my team does it, but again, we're nerds. My team has personal budgets. We have family budgets, like, and we all talk about it. Like it's a thing, you know? And we all show it to our spouses and say like, oh my God, did you see how much you spent? So, <laughs> but so it's, it's something that I'm always, I, I'm always surprised at it. And I always try to tell these business owners and give them some, give them a pass. Like it's okay not to be good at this. That's, that's why we have a company because we love being good at it. That's a good point. I love it. It's a really good point. So say somebody wants to take advantage of your services or just get a hold of you. How can they contact you? You can reach out to me, uh, shoot me an email. It's alisa, A-L-I-S-A, at firststepsfinancial.com. Or you can go to our website, firststepsfinancial.com. Um, you can reach out to us either one of those ways. And we're always happy. We always do a free consultation. So if you just want somebody to... Um, you know, bounce ideas off of and say like, Hey, can you just take a look at my books and see if I need help? Um, or if you have a particular, a specific problem, we can definitely talk to you about how to maybe streamline a process. And we certainly help with that. And we're uh, well-versed in lots of different apps that work with QuickBooks online so that you can get out of your business and start working on it instead of working in it. Very wow. cool. I love that. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to talk to the two of you. It's a laugh a minute. Absolutely. I really didn't know if if we were going to get past the giggles at the beginning. I thought- Yeah, you, we're going to cut it all out, but there was like a good oh. 10, 15, maybe 30 minutes of screwing up the beginning of the show. Oh. No, it didn't go on for 30 it minutes. It was 30 minutes, but there was, yeah. I mean, and the, we had some technical difficulties and that didn't help because- I think there was a moment where we were like, is this even going to happen? Should we just like <laughs> call it a day, maybe meet for drinks? And we're like, it's COVID times. COVID times. All right. I think that that is our show. Thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We so appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comps. So check them out if you need some updated coverage. And finally, Thank you so much to Elisa McCabe of First Steps Financial for joining us today. It was such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I am looking forward to talking to you guys again soon. Can't wait. All right. Take care. Bye.